It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Marcus Mosher. He is Landon McCool, and this is Locked On Cowboys. We are thanking you guys so much for making us your first listen every single day. Uh, Landon, we got some Twitter questions, so I just think we should dive into it. But first, how are you doing today, sir? Good. I'm excited to take questions as always. Uh, you know, ready to ready to wash Denver off uh, out of my hair and move yeah. on, as they say. Yeah. So um, we got a couple questions about the game, but a lot, you know, kind of looking forward to this week. But our first question comes from Philip. He wants to know how do I forget last week? Tell me how to deal with the pain. Thank you so much. Uh, I'll go ahead and start first, Landon. For me, it's like peanut butter M and M's in a cherry coke does the trick pretty well. Um, just handfuls at a time. What about for you? Yeah, candy works, especially uh, if you've got uh, leftover Halloween candy that's still that needs to get yes. cleared out. This week, it's got to go. Yeah, uh, we, we keep telling our daughter. So uh, just eat handfuls of candy. You know, look, watch any one of the other games uh, on Game <laughs> yeah. Pass. Like it, it's, you know, it's not hard to go. You don't have to go very far to find good Cowboys football. Uh, so so you just you know maybe hop back an extra week or something like that and you'll see some <laughs> some good cowboys football because we didn't lose for like what a month and a half i i know losing sucks and we kind of forgot how to do it but yeah it's probably gonna happen again unfortunately this season just letting you guys know so just, find just a good yourself. strategy yeah, yeah, yeah. To load up on peanut butter m&ms mcdonald's a sponsor of ours they'll that's they'll right that's right uh all right next question uh, this one from Sean. How does the development of the kicking situation alter <laughs> the game plan for this week? So in case you haven't heard, Greg Zerline uh, tested positive for COVID. Uh, it seems pretty unlikely that he's going to be able to play by Sunday. He'd have to have two negative tests. But Cowboys brought in an old favorite of ours, Landon, Brett Maher. Uh, how do you think it impacts this game? Well, first of all, can we just talk about how hilarious it is that – like? You know, normally when you have an outbreak, it's like you worry like the whole the whole wide receiver room is going to catch it. Nobody hangs out with the kicker. Nobody no. else has got nobody else got it. He was isolated no. before he even knew about COVID. So uh, I thought that was funny. But yeah, I, I you know, and, and I, I do kind of take um, uh, issue with the with the, the way that you referred they refer the questioner referred to it as a de- developing because it is not developing. It is de- it is devolving. Is what I would say is what it is. Yeah. Uh, you know. I think this is a perfect opportunity to kick the ball less. <laughs> Just uh, yeah, go for it on more fourth downs. Uh, you know, it, unless you're kicking a 35 yarder or in, and, uh, there's not really much reason to kick if you don't have. Why are we kicking 35 yard field goals though? <laughs> Don't I, I just don't kick it? I don't know. That's like, why. That's why I thought the names that they brought in for the kickers to replace Greg Zerline were really interesting. It was. Guys with huge legs because yep. I think the idea is laying in kickoffs, right? Kickoffs, 
And we're only going to use this kicker if we need like a 60-yarder to, to win the game at the end and we have no time left. Like other than that, we're probably not kicking the ball very much. That's right? fine to me. I'm good with and it. I, I, I know a lot of people like brought up like Kai Forbath and – there's no doubt that Forbath is a better kicker than Brett Maher, right? I don't know. But I it's, it's exactly the opposite of what we're looking for, right? We're he's, looking he's, for something he's, different, right? Yeah, he's he's yeah. looking for an accurate. Kai Forbath is a 40 yards and in accurate kicker. Doesn't have the big leg that you need for kickoffs. That's more important to what we we need right now. Is we just need someone to facilitate well, the kickoff and they kick it, when we need to. And I actually think Forbath is a long term solution more so than Brett Maher, right? Like if Zerline was sure. going to be out for six weeks. I think that's when you think about Forbath because probably over those six games, you're going to want somebody who's a little bit more consistent. But for one game, you can probably deal with the high variance of Brett Maher, right? Yeah, to get to, to with with the the trade off being that you get the big leg for the kickoff. You get the Absolutely. big leg. You're just going to go into the game plan not in the week, not expecting to kick what anything from fifty yards in. Probably not, right? Maybe not even extra points. Maybe just going for two. So, I mean, why are you kicking a 50 yard field goal? I'll flip it around like that. Well, I mean, unless you're the, winning the, the game. Reason, you know, the only right? reason yeah. you're kicking long field goals is at the end of half or at the end of the game. Yep. And that's the only option, right? And I again, think- th- that's why it changes the angles, right? As opposed to Kai Forbath. If it's just for one game, really, you're just facilitating. And the only time you would ever even need him to kick a field goal is in those kind of situations. But if you talk about multiple games, obviously, the, the more important, the, the chances of more important kicks coming up increases and that's when you would want a more reliable kick correct uh all right next question this one's from tom what is the right answer at left tackle this week um tyron yeah that's the right answer uh which is the least wrong answer is the next question right you know i i i don't disagree that uh i think terrence Steele will be better this week at left tackle than he was at right uh that he was at left tackle last week uh, it sounds like, according to Duke, who I, you know, I trust on this sort of thing, that he only got one day of practice at left tackle last week. Uh, so if he gets a full week at left tackle, I think he will be better. Now, however, <laughs> better than nine pressures is 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 a pretty low bar to to hmm. to have. Um, you know, my thought, my hope is that you know they. I mean, they didn't really face a murderer's row of pass rushers yes last Sunday either, but they're not facing a murderer's row of pass rushers this week. Um, and so your hope being that the the, uh, uh, the the extra reps will help Terrence kind of get over the hump there. Yeah. You know, I I I still I understand what I understand if they would do it either way. To be honest, I would understand if they wanted to move back Lyle Collins to left or move Lyle to left and then move. Terrence. I thought Lyle was good. I thought he yeah. Was really I, no, no. I thought tackle. Lyle was really good. I, my concern is if you're really, really concerned about Terrence Steele, I could see why you would want to flip him back. But but I think that it's probably better for the team long term to try to have Terrence get through this game at left tackle and then just slide Tyron Smith in. Um, into that left tackle spot once he's ready to play. I mean, we're we're gonna go all the way to a full year. It feels like before we get this starting offensive line playing together again. It's been Thanks. almost an exact. You full think that'll year, be the right? next time we see it? I'm starting to wonder. You know, I mean, I think the you know look the, the problem is is that if this lingers into uh, you know next week and beyond, then you start having to worry about normal player management right because you've got what is it like th- three games in 14 days or whatever it is it's like yeah it's totally something ridiculous. like that yeah so you have to wonder like 
Yeah, if you've been keeping him out week to week, how is he going to handle like those games, like th- that stretch of three games? So I, I, th- I think that th- they have to now expand their thinking about their maintenance with him to include how do we get through those three games? Do we need to hold him out for one of them? Those three, do we hold him out for the next two games? It's three does- games in 12 days, by the way. 12 days, 12 days. It's just every time I hear it, it's just nuts. Um, but yeah, so I think that they really need to kind of figure out a uh, a long-term being like three to four weeks, like how they want it, or not three, because it's 12 days. You just need to, you need to get through, figure out what your plan is for those three games. That's and why inc- I think incorporated into what's going that's on. That's why I too. think the plan should be to try to bring him back on Thanksgiving against the Raiders for a couple different reasons. If you try to bring him back next week against Kansas City and then try to have him play on Thursday, that's just a really quick turnaround. But if you have him play on Thursday against the Raiders and then the following Thursday, that's almost like a normal week for Tyron, right? And then eventually he gets an extra days as we get – Right. So after the Saints game, he would get an extra couple days. I think that's the way to go. But that means you got to survive the next two games. Atlanta's not – Super concerning because they don't have the edge rushers to really make the Cowboys pay. Kansas City does, like with Frank Clark and Melvin Ingram. That's a that's an interesting one. I think the Raiders are the one where they really need them because they've got Yannick Ngakwe and Max Crosby. So you need Tyron healthy in that game. I just wonder if that's going to be the plan for them going forward. We'll see. Yeah, I think so too. And and you know the hope with Kansas City is that. <laughs> you'll be running all over them that you won't need to throw the ball too much anyway. So we'll see. All right, let's, uh, let's take a quick break and we'll come back and we'll answer some more Twitter questions. But before we do that, we don't tell you guys about get upside. Our listeners are making up to 25 cents per gallon on every single gallon of gas. Every single time they fill up, just download the free get upside app in the app store or Google play right now. Use promo code touchdown and get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up that's up to 50 cents cash back don't pay full price at the pump anymore get cash back using get upside you can cash out at any time using your bank account paypal or e-gift card just download the free get upside app and promo code touchdown to get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank that is promo code touchdown is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Um, all right, Landon, let's get to some more questions. This one from Mark. He wants to know, are you guys worried that the defense hasn't forced a turnover in the last two weeks? And that was a major part of the early season success. I love it. Keep that expectations high. Um, uh, you know, look, I, I, I think teams are being more careful about, you know, throwing uh, loosely at, at Tyron, at, at, at Trayvon Diggs or mm-hmm. making sure these guys are open. I think that, you know, it's, they definitely need to get back to com- committing turnovers or uh, playing the kind of football that they were playing against the Vikings. So um, I, I don't think it's realistic to necessarily um, always expect turnovers. I, I think it would be nice to be able to maintain like a one to two turnover per game uh, pace, but y- you can't always have that. So uh 
I don't know if it's concerning, but I think it is concerning in combination of when they're not, you know, when they're not committing turnovers, they need to be able to get, uh, get off the field. And, and that's when, when you're not doing either of those things, when you're not able to get off the field on third downs and you're not committing turnovers, uh, that's, that's where you should be concerned when you have that combination, because uh, ultimately you know, there's no, there's no pathway to getting them off the field and, 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 other than them kicking field goals or scoring touchdowns. I'm not that concerned about it because last week's game script was awful. I actually thought the defense did okay in the first half, kind of creating opportunities for the offense, right? Like very first drive, it was a three and out and they actually lost 10 yards. They did score a touchdown on the next one. Um, they scored not a touchdown in the next drive, but it was a short field. And then they forced a punt field goal, punt, punt, field goal, missed field goal. Yeah. I mean, like they did a decent job of trying to get them back on track. And then after a certain point, it just kind of started to it just, yeah. snowball. So like they did a fairly decent job of getting stops and they blocked a punt, which should have been a turnover, which you know, should have given the Cowboys a short field. I'm just not worried about it. I think once the Cowboys get into a better game script, they'll be fine. They, you know, they, they did a good job at many different points of that game of getting, uh, making Denver behind putting Denver behind the chains on yeah. different spots. Mm-hmm. The problem was finishing on third downs or finishing, finishing on second on, and 20 on second like, and twenties. Yeah, exactly. Three times second and 17 or worse. And they got a huge chunk play. Yeah, you can't, uh, you just can't allow that. You can't, allow, can't allow that. Uh, all right. Next one. This one is from at upper deck. Oh, eight. He wants to know with a long season, would bringing in a viable third back with the intention of utilizing him alongside a healthy Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott be wise? So basically, should the Cowboys consider adding another running back to their stable? Hmm. To me, the answer is yes, but it depends on the player. Like, yeah, I don't think I don't necessarily think they need another scat back, right? Like, and I don't, I'm not calling Tony Pollard a scat back, but they don't need. James White or, you know, somebody like Duke Johnson. They don't need that type of player. They actually could probably use another player to help Zeke with some of the inside running. That's that's where I was like. Yeah, I mean, honestly, where they may be missing is, is you know, a guy like Seo Lanalua, you know, where yeah. they, they trusted him actually getting the ball at times. And I don't know if they were going to give him, you know, even 10 carries in a game or anything like no, that but maybe three, but maybe four. if you're up maybe if you're up a couple touchdowns that's the guy that you're feeding the ball to to kind of you know finish games just to get a give Zeke a break uh, yeah I think it would have been useful to have another guy on the roster that's you know is either a special teams guy who you know like a Rod Smith I was gonna I, say I mean, Rod Smith our favorite guy Rod Smith he would have been I mean I just player. like Rod look for not for what what Rod Smith could provide the flexibility that a guy like Rod Smith provides to your roster is incredible. And that's exactly the kind of player you want, right? Like the Cedric Wilson of running backs, right? A guy that is going to be able to do all the other things that you need these down roster uh, receivers to do. Uh, But he's also, when it's, when his number gets called, he steps up and he plays really good football. That's what the Cowboys need at their third running back. And, And I think, you know, until then it's, it's, it's kind of pointless just to sign, a guy who is just a running back only, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Because he's yeah. going to take up a roster spot, and not get a bunch of carries and, and cost you, I mean, not cost a lot of money, but it's just like, what, what are you ultimately paying that guy for? You need somebody who is going to be able to be rosterable on Sundays. Uh, and that means that he's going to need to be able to do more than just be a running back. He's going to need to yeah. play special teams as well. 
couple of things. So like the Cowboys do have a guy on their team that right now, Corey Clement, they could use him more if yeah. they needed to on offense. So they possible. What you're looking for is like a Brandon Bolden type of player that New England's okay. had for the last, I don't know, five or six years, right? Core special teamer, but when he gets into the game on offense, it's not going to hurt you and can carry 10, well, 10 times if you need to. The absolute perfect version of this player that we're talking about from the early 2000s. Oh like my God. The Cowboys is Richie Anderson, right? Oh, okay, cool. I was going to think of somebody else. Go ahead. Well, who are you Richie Anderson. Say? Well, I thought Deshard Choice was really good in this. Oh, role. Choice you know, is a good you know? one. Yeah, because he, he played good special team. Philip Turner is another guy who I think that you know we still follow on Twitter. He's a great Twitter follow if you haven't followed him. But he was really good in that kind of third running back yeah, special teams yeah. player. Those are two other guys. You just someone in that mold who knows the I, offense. I was well saying Richie Anderson because he could literally play oh, multiple yeah. positions for Anderson, your fullback, your third down yeah. guy, right? Anderson is like is like. What you hoped someone like Sayo Alana Lua could be. Yeah, yeah. That's like the A plus version of that. Exactly. Yeah. Like Anderson's a guy that, you know, if there ever was to be a superstar in that role, Richie Anderson was that guy, right? Because there's not, there's not just no one respects that third running back, sometimes fullback, special teams ace position. But Richie Anderson was about as good as it comes with that position. I agree. Man, I love Richie Anderson. Yeah. And Rod Smith was like that. That's probably the reason why we were huge Rod Smith fans is because he can be a running back. He could be a fullback. He's going to help on kick returns. He's going to play every special teams unit. Uh, but if he got like the ball in his hands, he could make something happen too. Yeah. Like it wasn't just Good like, player. oh, you're throwing away a carry or throwing away a reception with Rod Smith. He could actually do something with the ball. I want to know your guys' favorite like third string running yeah. back the Cowboys have had over the years. Because Tashard Choice is a good one. I didn't even think about that one. Was it Tony Thompson the Cowboys had for a while? Yeah, Tony yeah, Thompson. Remember him? Really he was a big preseason well. guy. He, he could move. That guy could run. He for was sure. fast, man. Yeah, he was. Uh, so, yeah. yeah, tell us your favorite kind of third running back that the Cowboys have had over the last 30, 40 years. I want to hear your answers. <laughs> uh, uh, let's do one more break, and we'll come back and answer some more questions. You guys had a lot of good questions today, and I want to make sure that we answer as many as we can. Uh, but before we do that, Bill Bar, it's the best tasting protein bar out there. You guys know that. Real chocolate, amazing flavors. It's just a great combination of low calories, high protein, and low sugar with no crazy additives. Best of all, they taste fantastic. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your next box at BuiltBar.com. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Brownie coconut. Uh, brownie co- coconut. Coconut brownie coconut. Brownie co- uh, coconut, coconut brownie chunk, as I think is what it's called. Oh. It's unbelievable. Oh. Um, all right, next one. At Ball from Grace wants to know, I, I keep seeing people blame Dak Prescott's performance on the lack of practice. Why would we think this is the case when he didn't throw for most of the preseason and still looked far sharper in the opening game? Oh, that's a that's a that's a good point. Um, I think that you know, I think that his timing is just, and, and it wasn't just. Let's be clear. I don't, I don't think it's just Dak. I mean, I think the problem was that the the wide receivers were injured too. If you remember, like each one of the wide receivers, uh, well, not Cedric Wilson, but I mean, we thought that Gallup might play last week, but Gallup, 
Lamb and and uh, Cooper were all on the injured on injured list in some way. So I think you know at different points they were limited themselves. Yeah. And I think it's both of those facts that that both of them were not getting full reps this week together in the offense that just kind of disrupted the timing a little bit. And then let's also let's also pull some of this back. I mean, I mean, I think we talked about this in the All Twenty Two review that you know when Dak was off, it was Dak's sloppy footwork so you know that to me when i see dax sloppy footwork that to me means that he didn't get enough reps he wasn't you know exactly sharp there or so not that's reps at 100 percent. they probably just didn't want to push his calf more than yeah. he needed to right so those are specifically like what you what we saw on the tape that made me say that reps i thought were some were something of an issue there now to flip that around on the wide receivers i think you can say the same thing as to why you know, Cooper's dropping a wide open first down conversion on third down. Why, uh, you know, I, I mean, I can't really say the same thing for Pollard because he practiced all week. Pollard dropped one of those passes, but CD yeah. Lamb also did. So, you know, I think that there is, uh, there is sharpness issues that are not just Dax alone, right? That, yep. that, uh, that were caused by the other guys also not practicing and also not being in sync with the offense. I, I agree. I, I just think I was talking with a couple of people on Twitter this morning about, you know, why did the Cowboys leave him in? I think, I think you were right yesterday talking about how he needed those reps to just kind of get himself back into a rhythm, work on the footwork. And we did see it improve as the game went on, yeah. but I think basically just being off for three weeks and being in a boot and not going full sp- speed at practice and not working on stuff inside the pocket messed him up a little bit, but I expect him to be better this yeah. week. I also um, think it helps you get onto yeah. the right foot for this week of practice, right? If you feel like you were doing it by the end of the game, you go into next week of practice like, okay, I, I need to I need to start strong. I know I can do this. I just did it at the end of this game. I just need to kind of continue right. building on what I finished the game with, basically. Yeah, I agree. Uh, a couple more questions, but before we do that, Landon, uh, we got a little report from Cowboys practice today that their long snapper, Jake McQuaid, uh, he was being held out just as a precaution because of Greg Zerline. We kind of joked about Zerline not having any close contacts. It doesn't just seem like the weight is one. Um, okay, good. But did you see Bones Fossil talk about their emergency kickers for this week? No, I didn't. Is it? Is you know, it? Is it, know, it? Is it Biotish? Is it, it Biotish? Is Biotish actually. Oh, I love it! I love yeah. it! I love it! Oh, please let the big man kick! Please yeah, think, let the big I man think kick. I think it's hilarious if they got to a point in the game where it was clearly that you were going to win and they let him kick like an extra point. Like how much fun would that be? I yeah. love how this team loves big men. I love it. <laughs> they, they play big men at running back. They play big men at kicker. I, I love it. I can't so, wait till Zach Martin takes snaps and throws the football. They, <laughs> they actually said it's between the, the emergency kicker would be this one's surprising me. It's Biotish and Azur Kamara is the other one. Um, Soccer player. I bet. I bet. That's why I bet what it is as well. Uh, all right, this is a, wait, a wait, fun... real quick. Go real ahead. quick, you're the Raiders guy. I got a question for you. Yeah. Where's Jeff Heath? <laughs> Free agency. He's uh, he's out there. You can go get him right now. Maybe we can, maybe we can go try him out. For we uh, already for have a million kicker. other uh, guys, but oh, uh, safeties. Uh, all right, so this question from Chris. A, a really fun hypothetical. If Kellen Moore and Dan Quinn both leave, uh, again, I don't really want to talk about that's this not much, fun. This next part about? that I, I, I find <laughs> fascinating. Okay. Name one dream candidate for each to replace them. I've got Kyle one Shanahan. for offense. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, Kyle Shanahan. Wouldn't that be I've, great? I've already penciled him in as the 2022 <laughs> Cowboys offensive coordinator. Because uh, I look, I, I don't think Quinn will leave. I, I, I mean, I, he's done a great job, but I don't know. He's 
going to turn right back you around. You have to have a very specific situation for Dan Quinn to leave, in my opinion, yeah. right? I, yeah. So bring let's 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 uh, let's let's do let's let's roll back again with the uh, 2017 yeah, 2018 sure. uh, Atlanta Falcons. Let's do it, baby. Come on. A couple of weeks ago, you could have convinced me Vic Fangio, maybe for the defense coordinator, but he can I mean, get all the way out of here. I'm, I'm over yeah. Fangio. Get, yeah. get him out of there. Absolutely. Uh, Al Harris for defensive coordinator has done a pretty good job. <clears throat> I mean, if we're going to talk about realistic candidates, gah, uh, <laughs> George Edwards, I think, would yeah. probably be maybe above him. And then on the offensive side of the ball, I would think uh, Doug Nussmeyer probably. Yeah would be your and most likely candidates. And I would be know fine. they're, they're not fine. flashy, but, but they, it would be a continuation of what you see already to a large degree. So Matt Nagy, like do it. anything for you? No, <laughs> not really. I mean, he'll be out there. I mean, look, I mean, look, if he's looking to uh, make a lateral move, we could always call up Eric B and see what, uh, what he's got going, sure. you okay. know? So, all right. Well, there you go. Uh, Trying to see if we have any more questions this week. We've talked about free agency. People want to know about, you know, are the Cowboys going to – who they're going to bring back? Are they going to franchise tag Randy Gregor? We've, we've talked about that a lot, so I don't think we need to – Famous uh, new Cowboy point. Odell Beckham Jr. will be signing with those very <laughs> – It's don't funny whenever – It's don't funny because do. the Cowboys always get added to those lists, right? They all – like, whenever there's a new free agent, the Cowboys always. are always on the list, no matter – what just for clicks, right? Yeah. I haven't seen that with Odell Beckham Jr. this time. Thank it's goodness. Like, Maybe yeah. the fan base is getting smarter. All right, last question. Maybe. This one's from Joshua. Uh, yeah. Let's reset the Cowboys after their loss on Sunday. What do you? What are you predicting the Cowboys' final record to be this year? Well, they're six and two, so they've got about nine games left. Right? Um, yep. Is that right? Nine games. Yep. Six. Uh, yeah. Um, I would say that they end up. You want to do their schedule? We can we can go through it really quickly. You ready? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's okay. Do it. Uh, home against the Falcons. Win. Okay. At Kansas City. Uh. Hmm. Let's say let's say loss. I think that's fair. Uh, so we are at seven and three. Home mm-hmm. against the Raiders on Thanksgiving. Win. Okay. So you are at eight and three. Next game, home against, or excuse me, at the Saints a week from Thanksgiving. It's a tough game. I, even though they it's don't have James Winston, it's a tough game. Let's say loss. Okay, so you're eight and four. Uh, at Washington, win. Nine and four. At the Giants, win. 10 and four. Home against Washington, win. So 11 and four. Uh, Home against the Cardinals on January second. Let's be conservative. Say, just give a loss. Okay. All right. So what are we at now? We're at 10, 11, 11 and five, right? Eleven and five, and then yeah, yeah. So then they play the Eagles at home in, or excuse me, yeah. Eagles on the road in week eighteen. So we're thinking like what, somewhere between 12, eleven and twelve wins conservatively. Yeah, twelve and five sounds right to me. I, I I definitely think they could win that Kansas City game. I definitely think they can win that the Saints and Arizona. I mean, they could win all of those games. None of those games are like that Kansas City game isn't the same as what we expected that Kansas City game Correct. to be at the beginning of the season. Yep. The Saints game, it's just 
the Saints it's are just such a well-coached team, and, and, yeah. and, and that's a tough it's place. It's the atmosphere. It's a night I, game I, in New Orleans, right? I think the Cowboys – if the Cowboys offense is cooking, I think that they could they could win that game. And Arizona, you know, I don't – I don't know if I trust that Arizona is going to be as good a team at, at the end of the year as they That's are. That's an interesting matchup for a lot of different reasons. Yeah. Like I, I just, I'm interested in how they just match up schematically. Like they play a very interesting brand of football. Um, yeah. How do they match up on defense? You know, without JJ Watt, what are the linebackers looking like at that point in the season? That's a, that's going to be an interesting game. So we're still thinking, even though we lost on Sunday, Landon, 12 wins is certainly in the realm of possibilities and hopefully at least a three seat, because I'm telling you right now, you do not want to be the four seat in the NFC. That's an awful spot to be in because that means you're probably hosting the Rams in the first round of the playoffs. I don't think you want that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or, or you're, you're going to the Rams, right? I would assume. No, if you're the four seed, you'll play, you'll play the number five seat, right? The highest. Oh, 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 I see what you're saying. Probably yeah, be the Rams if they don't. Oh, because because the, the yeah the Cardinals West. gotcha, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean that's that's not because there's not a preferable. there's an actual chance like if you are let's say the two or three seed you might be playing like the Eagles in the first round of the playoffs or the Falcons in the first round of the playoffs. The Eagles are are within striking distance of making the playoffs. I mean, God, the, think it's of, crazy. Think it, the, the haves and the haves nots in the NFL. It's, it's like it's unbelievable. Once you get past the top five teams, it's like. Here's your here's your contenders for six and seven. It's Minnesota, it's Seattle, who is three and five right now without Russell Wilson. It's Philadelphia at three wins. It's the Giants at three wins, and it's the Panthers with four wins. That's your list of teams. Yeah, I mean, I guess, jeez, that's why the that, two and three seed are going to be so important this year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, listen, I do think that there's something to the idea that you need to win through that and you can't always have not the easiest path in the playoffs is not always the path that gets you the most ready to win the Super Bowl. Let's put it that way, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but I do think that you shouldn't be trying to play for the most difficult path. Either, well, it's so. just, if you're, if the, if the options are, I get to play the Falcons or the Rams in the first round of the playoffs. My goodness. That's got to win that, huge, that, that huge extra game there. or two, right? It's just, that's the difference. It's a huge difference. Um, all right, that is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. As always, thank you for making us your first listen every single day. I'm Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. He is Landon McCool at McCoolBCB. You can follow us on Twitter at LockedOnCowboys. Uh, wherever you get your podcasts that are available on YouTube, please, please check us out. We've got a crossover podcast coming tomorrow, mm. and then we've got our Week 10 preview, Cowboys-Falcons on Friday. We will see you guys then. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.